Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. All right, welcome into a special edition, draft morning edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. We are pumped up because we have Lane Atkins here who's going to be expanding on his rumor central information. I will make the caveat here. My son is currently hitting me on my hip. He is in here with me. If he talks, he talks. If he goes crazy, you you got to deal with it, folks. You just got to deal with it. Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Lane, how are you on this draft morning, my friend? Ah, doing well, you old quarterback, you. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, man. Excited. Finally here. Two weeks too late, as we always say, but we're here. And we're get and if, this thing going. And, and, if, and if your kid gets a little crazy, it's draft day. Let's do it. Let's do it. He knows, he knows the scenario, so he knows what he has to sacrifice for the greater good. We're going to go through Lane's Fire 11 post last night. He went crazy, adding some insights. If you are not subscribing to the OBR for these Rumor Central Insights, not just around the draft, but free agency in the season on coaches' thoughts and where they are on players leading up to uh, you know off-season key decisions. All of it's here. Rumor Central is the place to be for insights in this. Now, he's not going to He's like he's an artist, folks. He's not going to put this thing out there for you to just know. He's going to let you. You got to. You got to do a little work too to understand what's going on here. It's not. Is I, I got to make this caveat lane because with sources you don't just outwardly say it. You kind of make a bread breadcrumb trail for folks to lead them in the direction the Browns are going. Right. So that's what we're going to start with. Number one, three edge players in a basket. They're viewed slightly different draft potential value. Kind of want to expand on that a little bit. Anything you have on that thought you have. Yeah, you have to look. You have to look at the talent that's sitting there. We got to. You got to pay from Michigan, who's a, an aggressive, dynamic type guy. You got Aziz down in Georgia, who's a, more of a quicker, uh, bendable guy. And you know, you can look at a guy in Texas, Asai, who, while his numbers were somewhat lower, has a huge potential. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially if they go look at a guy like Tryon or something like that, who is, while well, you know. People say, well, he's climbing up the boards. Yeah, that's all That's all BS. Teams have these guys in their areas, and they generally stay there. But, yeah, there's options, but we're hearing that there's three in a basket that they would really consider. Which is interesting because I think there's been three or four of them that have been mentioned from national media types to throw them out and see what sticks. So I definitely see exactly where you're coming from with these early guys. I think there's a nice bevy of options there for – for, uh, for edge players if they're interested. Now, your next one talks about wide receiver. They do uh, they do have one you said specifically they view as a first-round candidate. A lot of guys that we have talked about, Lane, probably – I think we could probably narrow it down to one of the two of either Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman as the, the first guys after the top three consensus. What do you got on that? I would agree with you there. Those are two names that we hear a lot. We're hearing a lot more of Terrence Marshall within the last 10 days, 10 days to two weeks. Interesting guy, productive, good size, huge wingspan. The guy can ball. It's interesting. I'm curious to see where it is. Uh, right now, we just haven't been able to nail down who this guy is, which one they have in that area that they really like. But we're hearing a lot of noise on Marshall in the last two weeks or so. Got it. It's interesting. He's a player, man. He gets overshadowed by the by the Chase and Jeffersons of the last two years, but we know he's a player. Uh, talking about D-tackle at 26, not an option uh, is what we're hearing. T- tell me a little more. 
keep getting the same thing that they the consensus feeling is is that the interior defensive line it's it's not a strong draft there's there's guys that are projected higher than what they really need to be or they're projected just based on you know potential that hasn't been tapped or really reached yet right now it indications are they're coming this way that it's, it's not going to be a dt at 26 maybe that changes maybe there's some difference of opinion within the organization on what they're going back and forth with cons- compared to other positional talents but right now we're not hearing dt which kind of, which kind of jives with you know barmore a sort of singular pass rush guy, not viewed as a complete player at the position, obviously good enough at the college level, but you get exposed at the NFL level if you get too right. singularly focused. And then, you know, some, you know, Lane, some things came out about his coachability, things like that, whether right. that's true or not, it is sometimes smoke fire kind of thing. So next one, we're talking about the idea of moving up, which has been discussed often. We relate this up front office more, you know, the analytical side, Paul DePodesta led Sashi Brown's, now into Andrew Barry as more of a trade down kind of front office, but right. you're referencing here a significant right. move up is not out of the option here. Right. I I have no question on this that if the right guy is there for them, they will consider moving up for him. Uh, it's an interesting change of philosophy, but you know when you look at the the Browns and what they've done, you know they've always been an organization in recent history that accumulates, accumulates, accumulates. Well, now you're in a position where you're a winning team. You can use specific talent to your greater advantage. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the good thing is, is that we know that it's something that is really being considered today. Which is which is news to a lot of people. I mean, you know, a lot of folks are just adamant they won't do it. But you're saying the right guy's there. They will do it. So that's that's fascinating stuff. Uh, Jamin Davis talking about linebackers, that, <laughs> that there is a first-round option here. Another one where I think that, People get a little too hellbent on what the front office has done in the past and their unwillingness to bend right. on a good player. So you are saying that if they want to go linebacker, they're they're not going to, you know, if they, if they have Jamin Davis as the top graded player on the board, that's not going to stop them because he's a linebacker. Right. Jamin Davis is, you know, the only question that you really have about Davis is why did it take him so long to get on the field and do what he did at Kentucky? Because he was he was fantastic. I mean, this guy can play. He can run. He can move. He'll hit you. He'll cover. He, he's a really good talent. I mean, it's interesting that again another guy who over the last couple weeks or so has come into the picture, which tells us he's been there all along. And now we're just getting to that end part of the road. Yeah, between JOK, you know, they've talked to Zayvon Collins, had him in. There's interest there. I don't know whether that interest leads to. Actual selections, we'll see, but there's definitely interest. You talked about f- pick 59 as a move-up spot. We have done. I've done a couple mocks uh, recently, Lane, where I was doing one. We did a live one a week ago, and pick 58, I think the Ravens took uh, Peyton Turner right in front of me, which broke my heart. And then in the 32-user mock I did, which is really, in my opinion, so much more realistic because it's people using their own draft boards instead of a simulation. Right. Um, Pick 58 was uh, right in front of me, Quinn Minerts, and then guys that you would think that would be there were gone, like, um, you know, second-round wide receivers. Diami Brown was gone. He's typically a guy that's always there to take. A lot of those types of guys, uh, second-round safeties, uh, Jamar Johnson from Indiana were gone. So, like, if they really want a guy they feel like could impact this year, they might have to move up, right? 
Yeah, uh, I get the feel from a couple discussions that at 59, it's it's a spot that they feel they may be just a hair out of where they want to be. And there's some dynamics that are going to be it's going to fall in this draft because this draft is going to be a little strange, I think, because of just everything that's transpired over the last year and not having the full array of medicals and everything else, getting your hands on players. So I think 59 from how we hear it is just maybe a hair out of the realm of where they'd like to be. You know, and there's some guys, especially you just mentioned. Like Peyton, I mean, personally, I think this guy is going to be a good edge in this game. You know, Quinn, I mean, there's the offensive lineman, I think is a beast, and I think there's a place for him that he's going to play. You know, in an area that the Browns may be looking at some point. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see if they make a move at 59. It's going to come down to what teams do ahead of them like it does every other year. Yeah, like I had to take in that draft, Milton Williams at 59. And I like Milton Williams' profile. Obviously has the ser- a serious athletic testing comparison to Aaron Donald. Right. You can't laugh at that. But he also didn't really become a very great player, not even great, good player until the very end of last year. So right. is it a guy that just is starting to click? Or is it a guy who's like, okay, he may just be an underproducing athlete throughout his career. So that's the battle at that spot. If you stick at 59, you might be stuck with that type of play. And look, you could do worse than being stuck with Milton Williams. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's it. So the guy, the team behind the Saints took Nick Bolton, a linebacker. So like all the linebackers are off the board at that point. A lot of people right. do these mocks and they got like Jamin Davis at pick 59. It's not happening, folks. And no. to be honest, Milton Williams probably might not happen at 59 based on some of the things we're hearing too. So right. other things you're hearing, Lane, the Patriots discussions. I know you, I had you on Sunday night. Uh, some of you listened to that pod Monday morning when it was released. Uh, you talked about maybe Stephon Gilmore. There's been JC Jackson's little yeah. rumbling since they, they tendered him. They might want to move up from 15 to nine, or maybe they want to move up from their pick in the forties to pick 26. Nothing. You're not hearing anything from them. Not getting anything on the, the Patriots angle you know, over the last you know, probably a week or so. It, it's been quiet. Um, the belief is, is that it's been quiet before that period of time that we mentioned. Um, I think New England is wrapped up right now trying to figure out what they're going to do because they got this quarterback thing going on. They'd like to keep J.C. Jackson, but they're they're open for that second-round pick to deal him. And it was Stephon, Stephen Gilmore, the problem is, is that he's 31 years old, last year to contract, wants a new contract and doesn't want to play on that last year that he's signed for in New England. What are you going to give up for a guy like that? I mean, I'm not going to sit there and dump pick 91 for him. So it's interesting to see what's going to transpire with him come this weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, people seem to forget that he's coming off that injury. He's coming off a bunch of different things that make it a little more challenging than people right. want to admit. Um, Talking about defensive game changers, Je- Jeremiah Wusukormo, who Stephen mm-hmm. and I took in the first round last night. Uh, the fan mock that we did simultaneously, the fans voted for him as the first round pick again. We traded down mm-hmm. a couple picks and still got him. Probably not realistic. It could li- listen. It could happen. You never know how these things are going to shake out. Yep. But it feels like he's in that like seventeen to twenty three range. So you think if he hits 26, he he is a a odds-on favorite to be the guy, huh? He's a strong candidate. I mean, they've done a lot of work on him, and they like him. He fits the profile, fits the bill of what they want to do defensively. Uh, Tough, aggressive, intelligent, healthy. Uh, Just an interesting guy who can do a lot of things in what they scheme for. I'll ask, too. So you think another kind of the opposite side of the trade up, if the board shakes out incorrectly, like say Newsom is gone, the, the top four corners, including Newsom goes you know, 21, 22, 23. I talk about that sweet spot, the Bears at 20, Indy at 21, Titans who have a disastrous corner situation at 23. Yep. It's more, it's realistic of say Olajari's off the board and uh, Quiddy Pay's off the board right. and then JOK goes. It's realistic for them to maybe move into the 40s and try to gain a couple extra Top 65, 70 picks, in your opinion. Yeah, my understanding is is that they would like if they were going to drop, they would like to be in the 30s. There's a spot in the 34 to 36 area that is a comfort zone that they feel that almost any player that they desire after that first round run will be available to them. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know if they want to get into the 40s. I can see scenarios where they would do it. But I'll come back to something else that we discussed here, that there's an avenue for them to gain three picks in the first 65 or so. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing evolves if the players that they really like in the first round slide out of their realm. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, you know, we've we've talked about the sweet spot for those players. And you mentioned them here, the guys like Campbell, uh, Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, Asante Samuel in that range you're talking Efeti Melifonwu is in that range you're talking. So it should definitely be of interest. And and you've mentioned, too, and it's a good point, and we've talked about it, which is you you, you give a round, you gain a round. You know, if you can move, you can move with somebody. Maybe somebody wants to come from the 40s for an offensive tackle. That's the thing that Lane, in my opinion, is most realistic. Some of these offensive line hungry teams, because that's an end of the first round spot, they right. want to move up from the 40s and give up. They they're just you got five minutes on these pick you get picks you get desperate. We'll give you our one next year. Okay, come on up and take it, and then you get a yep. double first next year, which would be the ideal thing. So those are the the key 11 things Lane posted on Rumor Central with some spice added to them, uh, giving you some more details. Let's take a couple user questions uh, if we can here, Lane. If, if the first one here is from Chris Smith, if it's not edge or corner in the first two rounds, what positions do you think they target specifically? I, this thing's wide open for them. They they need cornerbacks. They could use help in the defensive backfield. They could use help at the edge, the defensive in t- the tackle. You know, you, you, at some point you're going to have to look at some offensive line interwinings with guard and center. If you don't move on a guy like Teller, I, I to me it's going to be the situation where it's the best player that's available to them for now and later. It doesn't necessarily have to be a huge impact guy who's playing 80 plays a game today, but a guy that they project over the duration of time is going to step in, contribute, and replace somebody that could be moving on at some point. It's going to come down to the best player that's on their board. 
Yeah, it's truly not like, hey, we're fine at defensive line next year. Look at no, it's not like that. That's not how the draft works. You don't get rookies for a year. You get rookies right. for four years. So you project it out. Don't narrow your focus on next year. The Browns are looking at a title window, not a title all in. Although they're going relatively all in, they're looking at a window. Like I, I talked about this the other night with again, I can't remember who who I had on talking about this, but like this isn't the Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams thing. This is right. like this is young Baker Mayfield, young Nick Chubb, young Miles Garrett. So yeah, they have right. guys who are in this this window that they can compete, the Hoopers, OBJs, those types, but they got a young core that they think this can be a long game for. So they're not gonna go crazy uh, unnecessarily unless, you know, unless you mention Lane, the right guy, the right difference maker is available to move up for. Rapid fire questions from Jack Duffin, our good friend across the seas. You can just <laughs> answer these short if you want. Put a right. percentage number on a chance they trade down uh, in the draft tonight. About 35. 35, good. If we were to trade up from pick, uh, so it says here, if we were to trade up for 26, 59, or 89, uh, which would you expect is the most likely of those three that we would move up from? 89. Good call. And then what is your favorite NFL draft snack? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wings and bourbon guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a wing guy. I was thinking about getting a little, uh, little wings tonight um, as I'm getting headbutted by my son. Uh, nice. Let's see here. Next one is any any other pick for uh, player trades being discussed by the Browns? If they did pull off a big trade, would it be up for a cornerback? I haven't heard any specific player trades. If you're talking about players within the roster, uh, as far as moving up, considering the need that they have at the cornerback position, considering how they like the full array of what a, a player like JOK can do, I would think that it would, would be likely at something on the lines of one of those two types. Okay, another one here. It's not really a question from He Hate Me 234. He said, uh, <laughs> he, uh, hate will, he Hate Me, right? <laughs> uh, he Will Jabril Cox be in a Browns uniform by the end of Friday? I like him. If they're bending the age guardrail, I don't see a problem with him at all, even though he's a linebacker. Um, I, I like him. I mean, have you heard any any buzz on Cox at all? They've had their eye on him. I mean, there's two linebackers that we've talked about quite often at the OBR, and it's Jamin Davis that we discussed and Mr. Jabril Cox. Okay. My question here from uh, looks like Rogan JH says, my question is to what degree do they know – in, in quotation marks there. And what degree do they know what they will leave the night with? Is it predictable or is it just prepare for every possible twist and turn? So he's basically saying we pretty much knew last year the Browns were going to get a tackle round one. Uh, is the, the, I just, you know, pick 26 land. I don't think it's predictable. What do you think? No, it's not predictable. You prepare for just about every potential opportunity that arises and you roll with it. I mean, it's all about the preparation. That's what these guys spend all these months doing is preparing for this moment. Yeah, that's especially the difference between pick 10 with a loaded tackle class and pick 26. Right. Is you got to look at another question. Nagy on sports says the edge corner and wide receivers are all there that they want at 26. So each position has a player they really like. Which one do you think they're taking? I know this is kind of hard. So he's basically asking if they're all three players they like and they grade evenly, I would imagine. Which corner, which I guess I gave my answer away there. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which, which, uh, which position do you think they would take? Wow. They're so corner deficient. I just I have a hard time seeing them just passing on that. 
but I also know that they like dynamic players and wide receivers of that type are difficult. I, I really couldn't say. I mean, I know what I personally feel. I'm not too sure where they're at with it because I believe that they have positional groups rated a little differently than most people do. Yeah. And there's a leaning importance on playmaking ability. So to me, I'm, I'm on the, on the fence. I'm not sure. Okay. Good one. Here comes from uh, the, the underscore real underscore G uh, G McKee. So he says, what would you say the over under is for total selections by the Browns for the entire weekend? Would six be a good number? I think six will be about as far as it gets. Okay, six is Lane's number. What's, uh, what stops the Browns from making a deep – this is a good question, a little deeper than the draft here. It's more of a philosophical question for you. What stops the Browns from making a deep playoff run this year? The wheels fall off the wagon. Injuries. Um, uh, to me, th- what's going to stop them is the injury factor, something that you just don't see coming. Because based on talent, scheme, you know, all those things that make up – they're they're a very formidable, viable AFC championship caliber type team. To me, it's just like in any sport. Injuries factor into the game, and it's staying healthy. And losing key components is the thing that kills you in this game. So to me, it's going to be health. It's a good answer, and that's very true. That that question came from Waxy Dog Pound there, just so you know. Um okay. Yeah, right. Uh, the next question is from Akron Buds on Twitter. Will Browns fans be more excited after night one than, or sorry, night two than night one? I think that might be a good point. We might like. We got to think round two has three picks. Well, you just have one in round one. Are you? Are right. you? Or do you think that the people are just going to love what they do tonight? The opportunities there for them to make a splash on their home turf, down on the lakefront, with the the entire world watching what goes on. It wouldn't surprise me for them to just pull out the cards and do something. I just, I just, I just got a weird sense about today. But overall, if everything just stays the way it is, they pick at twenty-six, and then boom, 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 second, third round. Tomorrow is the day that you cash in. That's when you get your talent and value. But it wouldn't surprise me to see them do something here today. Um, another question which I think we've answered, but that's okay. You can kind of say, again, if you want to expand on them. At, I think it's Somas 3. I don't know. I'm trying my best here. Top wide receivers at 26 and 59. We have mentioned that. Do you want to add to, to the more Bateman and uh, and uh, Marshall group, or, or is that kind of where they're at? You know, that's, that's, that's pretty much where they're at. That's my understanding. That's how I see it also. I – as far as expanding past that, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Those those are the guys that you pinpoint first. Okay, this question from Jacob Roach. He already answered about trading up or down from 26. Mm-hmm. Michael Mahoney, who is at M Mahoney on Twitter, asks uh, ask Lane if he pities those fools trying to pass off his work as theirs. I thought you'd appreciate that one. <laughs> uh, well, it's a battle. It's a battle, right? Yeah, it's a battle. When you when you do this as long as I have, we have. You know, you see strange things happen in front of your eyes and just wonder, wow, how did that just happen? But, you know, the, the, the professionalism in this thing is not what it used to be, so nothing surprises me. <laughs> Last question comes from the Feeling Dangerous podcast. What position do you see the Browns most 
likely to address tonight. So you just pick a position you just kind of got your percentage on. I can't. Because you need to know what comes off the board in front of you. I mean, I understand everybody wants to know, are they going to draft a corner? Are they going to draft a wide receiver? Are they going to get an edge? I, see, I don't I don't operate that way. I, I have to see what's coming off in front of me because we're not looking at a team that just has to have an offensive tackle, so you're going to select a tackle unless there's just nobody there like we saw a year ago. I, I need to see what comes off the board in front of me before I can actually answer a question like that because I'm – that's my OCD. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. The last one I have, again, was a, was a question on Tyson Campbell. Um, if, if you know anything about any connections, if they're interested in Tyson Campbell uh, at all the corner from one of the two corners from Georgia. Yeah, we, we talked about him a few times over the last month or so. Uh, he's a guy that I look at as that next level after those that top tier, those four or five guys that he fits into that category, more on the lines with him and a Stokes. I think Samuel is a guy who's in between the top level and the second level. I think he's in the middle of that. Um, yeah, a guy of interest, a guy that maybe didn't reach his, the full potential when he was recruited and went to Georgia and played, had some really outstanding moments. He had some, some moments that he really was just a mediocre corner, um, but he's talented athletic he's got speed he's got length you know a guy that should project to the next level interesting guy i mean it's somebody i could see them seriously entertaining but at 26 i i sure to hell hope not yeah i think 26 is too rich for that blood so but listen this is going to be crazy tonight lane this this whole thing could go way different than the public perceives it. I, I certainly think if there's any year where we look back and say, man, the the, the public Twitter public had a, a bunch of consensus players that were not picked where we thought they were, this is the year. This has been a fun lead-up to tonight. Uh, I know that you are going to try to be on the live show if you can. If, if there's right. not too much bourbon already down at that point, we'll see where, <laughs> we'll see where the night takes us. We get enough wings in our stomach, we'll be able to handle that a little bit better. So uh, yeah. we'll check in with Lane again. If you have not scoped out the Rumor Central, and you should really peruse the Ask the Insider section because he gives great tidbits to questions in there. So as you go through there, OBR subs, and we have a great deal going, a 50% off subscription offer going on today through the weekend that you should take advantage of. Uh, make sure that you do and check out that Ask the Insider section because it gives a ton of information in there that can really give you a feel for where the Browns are going. But it takes effort sometimes. you got to kind of look. got to click the mouse. So join us tonight, 7.30, draft show. We will be on myself, Stephen Thomas. We're going to get all the OBR gang to come in and check in throughout the night. We'll have all the picks up. Listen, the graphics are top-notch. This is our, our – our, you know, the, the site guru, the man, the myth, Barry McBride, his son, is the is – the, uh, the, the graphics guy, I just say yes to everything because I don't know any better. We'll see how it shakes out, but it looks pretty good on his end. So we're going to we're gonna see how it goes, and I hope you guys come hang out with us. Lane, thanks for today, and thanks for everything, man, leading up to this draft. You've been, you've been the bomb. Well, it's time to get this show on the road. Let's do it. Let's get this show on the road. Thanks for joining us, folks. Hope you get to listen to this before the draft, and enjoy yourselves tonight. Have fun, and make sure you join us at the OBR YouTube channel at 730. Go Browns. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout 
It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.